Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Hey! Hmm. Hello! Oh, Hello. it's so nice and shaved. <laughs> we, we are live. Is this working? That's yes. what matters. Can you That's see me? Awesome. Yes. Hmm. I'm sorry. Let me, <laughs> let me fix my uh, Chewbacca can cooler so the label's up. Wait, wait, wait. Mm. Everybody take a sip. Uh, yeah, happy, uh, happy Star Wars Day, everybody. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the slate. Here's the slate. Here's the here's slate. Here's to me. Yeah. <sighs> Go team. I got margarita slate, so. Oh, Why are we all wearing hats? What is this <laughs> nonsense? I always wear hats. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's just silliness. I have coronavirus hair, so. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so what's going on guys while we wait for uh our guest busy day i don't know how but it's a busy day <laughs> yeah i spent way too much time trying to figure out how to do this <laughs> looks good though <clears throat> hey uh mari i don't want to alarm you but there appears to be a child behind you yeah the baby <laughs> the baby I can look, already tell. I have Look at it. What's it say on the sleeve? Oh, rub nub. Oh, <laughs> look, at that. look at the font too. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. It's, it's it's the Ewok font. It's wonderful. I love it. It's so cute. I'm so I'm, happy with it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna actually the... just do the pod like this. You should. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna do a uh, <laughs> A BSB logo in that font. <laughs> mm -hmm. I I'm there. I'm all over it. Colors. It. So what's up? Uh, what? No, nothing's up. Hello. Yeah, no, right. Just reveling in the, all the Star Wars posts today and all the fun with that. <sighs> Clone should Wars, we, huh? Should we wait to get into Clone Wars after we talk to our guest? What well, we can do Star Clone Wars? Wars for eight minutes. That's until, true. Until our guest comes on, if you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, go Holy Clone Wars, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, good episode. The, the visual, like the animation is just so good. It is. I mean, everything really, uh, people keep, you know, because because a lot of people are posting about how awesome it is. So other people are like, oh man, I wanted, to I wanted to watch all the Clone Wars. And I keep telling people, You've really just got to watch the last four episodes. I mean, it is a self-contained story. Especially one person, right? You've been telling one person. <laughs> well, mentioning names. But... <laughs> I was like, wait, I need to escape the camera frame, but I'm on my good camera, which has this huge range. <laughs> uh, I will say for anybody who has Disney+, Plus, they just updated the avatars to include Clone Wars Mall uh, and Captain Rex if you want to get nuts. 
I changed yeah. mine as soon as you told me. <laughs> you mean Rex, who tried to do very not nice things to somebody? Hey. Yeah. I'm not going to. No spoilers. Hey. hey. Yeah, there's uh, this, this is going to be spoiler heavy episode. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fabulous. It, it just really was. It was such great entertainment. Um, and if you take just those last four episodes, it's 20, 40, 60, 80. What, 95 minutes. So it's about a, it's about a full feature length movie and boom, that's perfect. It was so good. That, that scene or that shot where she's standing in front of all of the, the helmets on pikes. Yes. That was, well, they so spent the last cool. five minutes just yeah. with slow panning visuals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it went from that scene to then Vader and uh, yeah. My opinion, that was the, best looking animated vader i've ever seen mm -hmm. i was shocked yeah that was that, that literally i had that same thought because once they vader showed vader out. hello vader i have that bear <laughs> <laughs> once I they showed vader i was like uh holy crap that does not look like you know early clone wars animation they've upped their game so well in the last seven years yeah the the cape alone looked real yeah and I was really focusing on. Behind the lens. Oh yeah, yeah, it was so solid. <clears throat> Mari's like, mm, yeah. I was playing Animal Crossing and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have that actually. I need to change into my Padme outfit for the <laughs> for later. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> How, about the How about the ship coming out of hyperspace when it came? Oh, out? and oh, breaking yeah. apart. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, that was, pretty, was so good. That was sick when, when Maul was using the force to, to destroy the hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. That was that was metal. That was awesome. <laughs> there was so much Maul. It's crazy. I like how he just took off and then that was it too. Like left you to wonder like what <laughs> peace. <laughs> yeah. Where'd he go? I thought maybe he would uh help them escape on that ship but then he was like nah dog no I'm so not. i like i like this aspect of the last four episodes because there was speculation always hey and the whole season when order 66 happens is maul gonna help her are they gonna work together are the bad batch gonna come up and help her is that's what's gonna rescue her is you know rex gonna resist something and that's what's gonna help her no she did it all on her own she just helped herself and she was the badass. She didn't need the help from everybody else. And I, I liked that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Her force skills were crazy good. Yeah, um, crazy. Actually, that one particular scene where her and Rex were fighting and she puts her sabers into the floor and uses the force to cut it out. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe Chris is like, I guess I need thing. to watch this thing. <laughs> I should probably watch this. <laughs> It was it was awesome. Like they they really made Ahsoka look like a grade A badass. Mm -hmm. Not partial at all wearing my Ahsoka shirt, but coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> oh guys, I gotta tell you. So you gotta. I don't, don't want to talk too much. I don't want to give it away. I feel like I'm gonna give. I already did. I don't want to like Y'all got so excited. Yeah. yeah, you've had eight years to watch it. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but that goes to say with some other <clears throat> franchises that someone else that is 10 years behind. <laughs> hey, but you're rapidly catching up. R rapidly. 
five in the morning catching up. Yeah, I woke up at like eight thirty and I saw your your text come in. It said five twenty, and I was like, "Go to bed, man." <laughs> so, uh, Mari, what are you what are you drinking up there? It's literally water right now. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like it. Living dangerously, I see. What do you yeah. got, Dave? Water. Margarita. Oh. <laughs> Yep. Look at you. Pre-made already. Just buy the bottle and start drinking. <laughs> Pow. Nothing wrong with that. Like that. All right. Should have gotten my blood. What about you, VP? Um, it is seltzer water. What's up? <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we have our guest waiting in the green room, and I'm going to bring him in now. So help me welcome John Jackson Miller. Hey, how's and it going? There he is. Hey. How are things? Hello. Oh, we're doing great here. How you doing, boss? I'm doing all right. It's uh, locked in the house uh, behind the computer is uh, exactly no different than it normally is for me. <laughs> Very cool. Self-awareness is a great thing. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I got to go to one convention. I had a convention in uh, Richmond uh, last week of February. And I was all planned. I had all sorts of conventions uh, slotted for this year, and they just dropped one after the other. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I I have not even looked at my calendar past July because I I just have no idea. Yeah, I think I was actually supposed to go to that con in Richmond, uh, and something life happened. Um, but that's in our neck of the woods. Well. I would have tried to have a much better time, I think, if I had known it was going to be the last show of the year. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was it was it was fine. It was a good show, it, and you know, absolutely, people had just only then started to have conversations about uh, you know what was going on in the world. But uh, anyway, you know, I uh, I it, you know, it, it was a it was a well attended show. I sold out of books by I think one o'clock Saturday. So <laughs> awesome. I, I had I had time. I ended up going to I I, I got uh, I got uh, you know, I got a photo with uh, Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, uh, so, but yeah, that was it. Very cool. So we met back at a All Star Comic Con in Virginia two years ago. I ran a panel oh, yeah. that you were on. Oh yeah, um, with, that, was, that um, was the room where it had no air conditioning. Exactly, <laughs> air conditioning broke for half a day. Uh, <laughs> and if you guys had ever been to a convention, <laughs> or especially a panel room, having no AC is miserable. And I was about to bring up that's my biggest memory. Like almost everything else <laughs> from that that entire panel is just washed out. <laughs> I uh, well, I don't know. I said being being there with the guy that did the, the all the voiceovers work was really so, cool. yeah. Yeah, so it was it was you, Tom Kane, who did yeah, uh, who's the, the voice of Yoda and a number of other voices, and uh, Brian Muir, who designed Vader's helmet. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, stormtrooper armor and stuff like that. So it was a really neat little panel. And um, the, uh, Tom, Tom was the voice of the. He was the guy that would say, "Now welcome back to the Academy Awards." Yes, uh, he's the Academy and, Award. And, voice. and so he riffed on that for a while. That was wonderful. It was very neat seeing that. Are you, do you? So we know you do conventions a lot. Do you do panels a lot? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, seminars. Uh, I've started doing slideshows on various uh, things. Uh, some about my career, but also uh, you, know, you know, I've got one about writing in the uh, in the uh, you know, writing in a shared universe. I've got another one about uh, you know how to how to write comics uh, scripts and plots and that sort of thing. And uh, I, 
again, I was uh, planning on adding to that repertoire, but uh, things happened. So, <laughs> so I don't know you're, what. You came up first doing a, a big, for Star Wars, your first work was a, a big comic book run. Right? Yeah, actually, I did a at a single issue uh, before that, uh, uh, which was uh, an issue of Star Wars Empire, and uh, you know I I didn't know what props I would need before coming into this, but uh, actually, do I see it right there? Yeah, let me see. Is it there? Oh yeah, hang on just a second. <laughs> Helps to have everything in one place. Uh, this is this is your this is the actual first JJM Star Wars collectible. Uh, this was this is a magazine I edited. Where is the camera? Oh, uh, nice. Go to your uh, there, we go, there. There we go. go. That was that was a uh, that was a unlicensed Star Wars collectibles magazine I did in 1999 for my uh, my company Krause Publications. Uh, it, it tried to get in on that unauthorized Star Wars uh, uh, Phantom Menace action. I. I had done other, you know, articles about uh, Star Wars for the magazine that we had, Comics Buyer's Guide, and also uh, uh, Scry. That was our card game magazine. Uh, but uh, you know, the the that that was that was the first time I actually had my name on something that had Star Wars on the cover. Uh, and uh, the prices in that uh, price guide are are completely invalid right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've only been chatting for three or four minutes now, and we already got two people coming in to comments on, on our YouTube channel just talking about how, you know, you're one of their favorite writers, oh, best, best tie-in fiction writer in media, uh, Love that Nights is... of the Old Republic comics. So you got a really great fan base out there. Do you enjoy writing Star Trek more or Star Wars more? Well, you'll notice on my wall back here, I've got I've got everything because I've got Galactica on one level. I got Star Trek is actually up to up to up to the left where you can't see it, or <laughs> up to the right. Anyway, um, you know, I I have said before that it is, um, you know, writing each one is obviously uh, you got a different sandbox to play in. You got different rules. You got different toys, uh, and you know some things uh, you know are nice to do as a change of pace. Uh, some things you never knew you you missed uh, when you go from one to the other. Uh, I'll I'll say you know, Star Trek. The one thing that it's got that I never really valued until I started writing it. The transporter is just fiction gold. I mean, it it you know I I spent all this time writing in Star Wars and I and over the years trying to figure out how to get the ship onto the ground. Uh, how to get the characters onto the ground? Does this thing carry shuttles? Where do they land? Uh, uh, you know, there's all those ships in uh, in Star Wars that you know. How do you get out of the ship? Even how does it even touch down? Uh, you know, star destroyers. I still don't. I I'll be honest. I don't like star destroyers in atmospheres. I don't think they work. But okay, I can dig it. We've got them. They they show. You know exactly. You know how do how do people get out of these things? Uh, and of course, it's always a combination of you know artificial gravity and anti gravity and magic and everything else. But uh, but Star Trek and they, they only came up with a transporter basically to save money. Uh, they did not in the 1960s want to keep you know dragging out the one you know shuttle that they had to keep you know shooting 
uh, scenes in it or around it or whatever. And they, you know, model work, they didn't want to do any more than they had. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll tell you, writing a, writing a scene, it's it's like, bang, you're there. Uh, bang, you're there. Or it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 that's kind of fun. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, having the force to be able to use and rely on to do things, uh, you know, they don't have that. So it's, it's just a different toolbox for whatever you're working with. So I got two questions for you and then we're going to pass it on to the group. Um, first one probably gets asked often, uh, but it's part of our theme here for May the 4th, something that we're going to do a round table of later on, which is your favorite star Wars movie and why? Not which do you think is the best? Oh, which say, is your favorite? No, no, no. I, I think I think it's probably Empire, and uh, so that's convenient because it's also the best. But <laughs> but it, I think the reason simply the reason simply is that um, you know the golden age is twelve, as as my friend Maggie Thompson says. Uh, whatever 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 was going on when you were age twelve or whatever, that's that's your thing. And that was the movie when I was twelve. That was the the high point of my uh, a fandom in terms of. Yeah, I had the Marvel comics coming out, uh, written by Archie Goodwin, who uh, was one of the best Star Wars writers to this day, and who I tried to mimic uh, in a lot of stories that I did in in uh, Knights of the Old Republic and various other places. Uh, and and so there's 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 that, and th th there's uh, you know the action figures. I remember you know getting the pre-release action figures. Uh, you know they they had the they had the box open. Uh, and selling at just a regular department store, uh, and and I bought four. I guess I, I guess they were at random. Uh, it, oh gosh, what was it? It was uh, it was uh, it was Han in the uh, Han in the uh, 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 Han in the parka, and uh, Leia in the gown, and uh, uh, Luke in the uh, the Bespin fatigues, and. And for some reason, I got the Bespin security officer, and I don't know why I thought he would have a bigger part in the movie. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, they, 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 so I was getting that stuff, and I, I remember I got the uh, uh, the novelization uh, that uh, came out. Uh, Donald F. Glut wrote that. Uh, I got that at the checkout. It was actually on the counter at Seven Eleven. Uh, which is a different world. I mean, when they would have books in 7-Eleven. Um, but and I remember we were reading that thing in class. Uh, you know, again, the movie had not come out yet. We were reading that thing in class and we were all at a different part of the book at different times. And so everybody's like, did you read that? Did you read that? Did you get to that part? Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, again, when that was written, Yoda was imagined as a much different looking character. And... Mm -hmm. So I remember thinking he was a creepy monster for a while uh, until the actual movie came out. So, so there was a surprise in the movie. Uh, there was also a, a big misapprehension I had because there's the line at the end where Darth Vader has lost the Millennium Falcon and you know he somberly walks off the bridge. Well, I didn't really think about bridges in terms of a uh, you know, the bridge in terms of uh, a spaceship, uh, you know, or, or you know, captain is a bridge. He walked off a bridge. Where's this bridge at? Oh my God! Darth Vader's committed. You know, he's, he's it was he's like a spaceship plank. Yeah, I didn't know what he. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't know. But you know, anyway. So um, that did not uh, detract from my experience seeing the movie when it happened. 
Um, although the fact that the film broke in the middle of the Dagobah scene, that did. Oh, no. Uh, uh, that was back in the day. And I have to say, I don't think I ever saw it again in the theater um, until the special editions. And I don't know how that happened. It was just, you know, when you're a kid, you know, getting people to drag you to the movie more than once. You know, back in those days, uh, it was just not something people did. Um, you know, it wasn't a rite of passage or anything like that. So, uh, you know, I did get taken by different different groups of relatives to Star Wars three times. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, Empire Jedi once each. Very cool. Very cool. I think that's going to be a lot of people's favorite movie. For totally different reasons. Yeah. You had an awesome, like, unique story with it. Uh, so, actually, yeah, guys, if you want to go around, uh, you have any questions for, for John? Yeah. Um, so, you wrote A New Dawn, mm -hmm. which is the first book in new canon. How was that phone call? Or when, when you were told that I you was, were getting the first book? I was actually two-thirds of the way through the novel. And they said, if this book can come out on time... Um, it's going to have this role and we're going to, we're going to, we need, we need to fly you to Lucasfilm. Don't tell anybody uh, you and Tim Zahn are going to together be on this, uh, this video that you can find on uh, uh, you can find on YouTube uh, where you're talking about uh, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, the EU and the, you know, what its role was and, you know, what was going to be happening in the future with it. Um, you know, I didn't, end up having to change too much of the book itself. Uh, it was already written to be you know, sort of an introductory book for uh, the fandom and, uh, and well, readers in general. Uh, I, I thinned out some of the names of just random alien species that had never appeared in the movie uh, or any of the movies. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I and, and the name of the book ended up, we didn't really have a name at any point uh, that was official. Uh, so they said, we want to give it kind of a you know beginning name. And I, I said, well, let's go with new Dawn, even though there actually was not a, uh, a, uh, well, I mean, we, 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 we called it a new Dawn, even though if you read the book, if the sun ever were to come up on the planet Gorse, everybody would have died. Uh, <laughs> because it was, uh, it was, you know, tidally fixed to tidally locked to its sun and, uh, the planet was perpetually in night, at least where people live. Uh, so there was that. Um, I, I will say I did have a name for it, a working title for it, back when it was just a Rebels novel, uh, and it it did not have the, the official title. I was calling it Loose Cannons uh, because it was about, you know, all the people that were in this group running around, they were all Loose Cannons. They were Kanan and, and Skelly and uh, and Zaluna and all these people. They were, they were just, they were just uh, not reliable this is this is not the group of rebels that uh hera would would go forward with it's uh, the, the the and uh you know we end up changing it uh in part because well at the time we didn't know how canaan was going to be pronounced and so we were like well we really don't want it to be you know canaan canon will people think of that and then also i i think once we knew what was going to be happening here Having loose cannon in the title uh, was, was probably not going to work out either either way for that because. Uh, but there is a nod to that title in the book uh, because um, you know this this uh, this this thing this element this uh, compound that they're trying to find. Uh, it, it, you know, Canaan asks, "What is it?" For at, at some point, and Hera explains. 
Well, it's a it's a lubricant. It uh, it helps uh, it helps to uh, it helps to repair loose cannons on star destroyers. And so that 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 archive that the artifact is still in the book. Oh wow! The more you know. <laughs> um, when they announced the Kenobi series, what was the fan reaction towards you? Uh, you know, er, the same as it was the last thirty-seven times they had nearly <laughs> announced the series, and uh, you know, my my response um, at that time, I was actually in an airplane on the tarmac about to leave for. Um, uh, Detroit, uh, for Michigan, whatever Michigan Comic Con, I think it was called. Um, and that was last last summer. And so, uh, I, I, I secretly turned back on my, uh, my, uh, my cellular Wi Fi long enough to uh, tweet, uh, you know, uh, this keeps happening, and every time it happens, uh, we sell a bunch more copies of the book. So here's a link to the book. So see see if you could do it again. And uh, that was I retweeted that. that. I retweeted that. <laughs> that was my whole announcement, and that's that's what I had to say about it. And then they they rushed us into a panel, um, you know, that Sunday morning on on Kenobi. It was me and Claudia Gray, and because it wasn't on the schedule, we had one person at the panel because it was early Sunday morning, and who's going to be up on Sunday morning at a panel anyway? And of course, we didn't have anything we could say about it, and we didn't say much other than, uh, you know, what we normally normally do. I mean, I I did uh, I did do a panel, uh, you know, on you know my experience with the character and uh, at the, at Salt Lake City Con, uh, uh, Fanex Salt Lake, I think they call it. Uh, which was about a month later, and they, they actually had time to announce that one, and that room was full. Uh, but uh, again, uh, you know, and my my philosophy is uh, all you know more more Kenobi is always good, and um, you know I described uh, at the panel and also on Twitter what my approach to it was and why I wrote it the way I did it, and you know why I you know my my thinking was uh, going into it that. Yeah, it's probably best if this uh, if this guy uh, doesn't leave the planet because if he is constantly leaving the planet, uh, you know this isn't much of a, a sentence uh, to be served. Uh, you know if if he's able to keep running around, uh, but that's 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 how I uh, looked at it and that's how I approached the book. Uh, that doesn't rule out that there could be other ways to do it because uh, there's certainly uh, a, a millions of different ways to tell the story. BP, you're muted. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I can't hear you. Nope. So, okay, nope. so I will say <laughs> stuff instead of BP. <laughs> so, uh, Mari, do you have a question or anything you want to ask? Um, yeah, I was actually wondering, um, what's been your favorite character to write in the Star Wars universe? Um, of my own characters, uh, I, I love the Griff from uh, from Knights of the Old Republic simply because he's greed personified. Uh, <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with uh, Randy Stradley, uh, saying, you know, uh, outside of outside of this one moment in um, I think issue twenty four where uh, Griff risks his neck for uh, for Zane, he says, you know, we Griff should really go through some changes because Griff never really learns anything, and I. I said, no, what Griff learns, he's constantly learning, and he's constantly learning that his worldview is correct. Uh, it, it, everything he learns just convinces him that, uh, that uh, yeah, really, 
you know, money is is where it's at, and uh, and it's absolutely uh, you know for the best that uh, people not fight or anything like that because uh, it just gets in the way of business. Uh, <laughs> and and so anyway, I enjoyed writing him. Uh, you know, uh, of the of the actual movie characters, uh, didn't really get to write a lot of the movie characters until here in the recent uh, recent few years. I I did the, I did a I did a uh, thing for. Um, for the kids' comics, uh, Star Wars Adventures, it was a, an annual where it was Luke and Leia and the droids. That was the first time I'd ever written any of those, um, except for maybe Luke in uh, one flat. Not, not, wasn't a flashback. It was a Force Vision uh, back in Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, you know, obviously, I think I think Kenobi is the character I spent the most time with, and uh, I, I would say the the one canon adjacent character that I enjoyed writing the most. Uh, in the sense that I was able to find a way to put him into the Canto Bite book, uh, was the the character uh, that uh, was he was originally the the he was originally going to be the stand-in for Jabba in Star Wars. Uh, the character's name was Mosep Benid, and we we jokingly referred to him as Monkey Jabba because when uh, when they did the original Star Wars comics. Uh, Howard Chaykin did not know what that character looked like because they didn't know whether the scene was even going to be in the movie. And they just said, use an alien. And so he pulled one of the, the Snaggletooth kind of alien. Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Snaggletooth. It was, it was a, oh, what was the name of the species? Now I'm blanking on it. Somebody in the chat will know what species Mosep Benid was. Uh, Nimbanel, uh, I think is, is what he was. It, or something like that. Anyway, whatever whatever the Whatever it is, um, you know, he ended up being a running character in all the comics until they decided that Jabba was going to be a slug. And so uh, in the West End role-playing game, uh, uh, Pablo Hidalgo had made him a character uh, and said, well, okay, he, he actually is, is Jabba's accountant and he frequently travels under Jabba's name. And that's, that's why he's, that's why he's uh, Jabba like in those old Marvel comics. And so uh, I used him in the Kenobi novel, uh, and uh, he survives that. And because he survived that, when we got around to doing Canto Bite, uh, and we needed a mob accountant, I said, uh, I said to him, uh, "Hey, can I, can I, can I have Mosep again?" And they said, "Oh yeah." You're <laughs> so, like, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> we need a mob accountant. I know a guy. So yeah, and so uh, and he so he appears there, and I. Again, it's just a, a little freakish fandom thing, and I'm lo I love that we were able to actually get to do it. That's the beauty of Star Wars. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. 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 Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so I have two questions, uh, one from me and one from the chat. Um, the first one is we have friends with the cosplayers of the Old Republic. Um, Ash uh, wanted me to point out that you did the Old Republic comics, and um, yep. He did an episode with us and basically gave us a complete rundown of the Old Republic, um, which was great. Uh, for you, how was that experience writing that comic? Well, Knights of the Old Republic was something where when we when we did it, um, they just told me to write what you want to write, and we'll figure out how it connects to the games later. Uh, and uh, so what I did was I I did my story, which really, you know, you know, if we if we wanted to do Coder again, the comic series, and set it before the Clone Wars, I'm sure that would work. Um, you just have to tweak a little bit uh, here and there. Uh, but what we did was I, I I came up with the story of of Zane as as the fugitive, and I uh, I said uh, let's set this seven years seven years and change before 
the Knights of the Old Republic games. That way we can sort of repeat the dynamic uh, of the prequels uh, where, you know, the whole deal with Knights of the Old Republic was that Zane was going to be the victim of these Jedi masters who had, uh, had you know, seen into the future that something bad was going to happen. Uh, and what they're actually seeing is they're seeing something bad does happen. They're, they're, they're confused. They're, they see, you know, what happens to the Knights of the Old Republic games or what happens to create the Knights of the Old Republic games situation, the Jedi Civil War. Uh, but they also get confused because, uh, yeah, as in the dead zone, they're actually impacting the future here. They're part of this future because of what they do. Uh, which is to kill their students. They just miss Zane Carrick, and because Zane uh, is loose and, and able to try to clear his name, uh, you know, he makes things not happen uh, the way that, that they thought. Um, but, uh, but yeah, exactly, you know, what, uh, the, you know, the, the, the difference that we were able to do is we were sort of able to, you know, you have, you have the, uh, the prequel trilogy, you know, Everybody knows the bad thing that's going to happen. Everybody already knows everything. Uh, for Knights of the Old Republic, I was able to put the reader in the position of the Jedi, uh, the Jedi uh, Masters, uh, in the sense that you guys all knew what happened in Coder. You guys all knew, uh, uh, you know, what uh, what happened in the Sith Lords, which was the second Coder game, and so I had all of the readers constantly guessing, well, is Zane going to turn into Darth Nihilus or Darth whatever or whoever and all these things. And of course, as is established in Vindication, you know, Griff finally just says, you know, if you've been paying attention, there's no way this kid was ever going to turn into those people. Uh, you got it wrong. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that that was kind of, I guess, uh, you know, part of the part of my fun with the series is is as as we went along, we we kind of kept uh, you know hand waving to these things over on the side uh, and leaving it out there that maybe we're connected to the game and maybe this is going to happen. Uh, but as as readers, you know, got further into it, you know, by the time we're in year three, I think people had pretty much figured out. Zane is just too darn nice a kid to be an effective Sith. <laughs> uh, so we got a question in the comments. Uh, which novels, Star Wars or Star Trek, have taken the longest for you to write, and which ones were the quickest? Um, well, uh, you know, I, in the in the in the case of um, Lost Tribe of the Sith, is actually both answers uh, because. It is a series of short stories that we realized after we were done was a novel. Um, it was, it was, you know, that's, that's how novels, you know, came about in the beginning. Uh, you know, the, the Sherlock Holmes novels were actually short stories that were, you know, put together. Uh, they were serialized. Same for the Charles Dickens uh, novels. They were serialized in his newsletters. Uh, and, you know, same for a lot of the early science fiction uh, you know, the Foundation Trilogy, those were stories that appeared in pulp magazines. Uh, and so what I, you know, what I had done with Night Steel, with, with Lost Tribe of the Sith, that was a series of short stories 
that we had done that were uh, promoting the fate of the Jedi novels. So we were doing one before the release of each novel. Uh, and we did eight of them in between the novels and we got to the end of it. And, you know, these things had over a million downloads. And the one thing people kept asking was, when are we going to get the print version? And that makes me very happy because I, I'm a print guy. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to write eBooks, but I, 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 I love seeing this. And so I said, tell you what, I'll write a, um, I, with Del Rey, we agreed to this. I'll write a novella to finish it out. That will be exclusive to the book. Uh, and uh, we'll also put maps in there. It'll be great. And uh, it's on its something like 14th or 15th printing right now. Uh, it is, uh, it's, it is, as a, as a, uh, a, as a seller in my portfolio, it's right up there with Kenobi and, uh, and uh, New Dawn by now, uh, just because it keeps on selling. Um, and even though it's, yeah, people, people argue about canon or legends or whatever. Well, these guys were always off to the side. Uh, they're always off in their their um, in a in a in a separate sort of area, not conflicting, not connecting with anything else. Uh, so it's easy to imagine them still existing. Uh, and so even though there's there's eight vo there's seven volumes of the uh, or seven printings of Lost Tribe of the Sith that don't say legends, and eight printings that do. Uh, the eighth printing was the very first book that, that came out with the Legends logo on it. Uh, it, it it's it's uh, it, it sort of still fits. So that answers the question in the sense that that was the fastest novel to write. Uh, in that, hey, I just wrote you know one novella and boom, it's a novel. But it was also the slowest to write because it took three years to get all those short stories done. Um, you know more you know. You know, directly to answer that, the the Prey trilogy I did for for Star Trek, uh, that was a trilogy for the 50th anniversary. And uh, when we realized it was the 50th anniversary, they said, "Can you do the novels to come out to come out sequentially in sequential months?" So uh, in the Star Trek 50th anniversary year, they came out September, October, November, but I wrote them all at once, uh, and so that took. A while. Uh, that was that was that the from from original plot to the finished page. That was a year and a half, and actually writing the 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 novels. Uh, that was uh, I guess nine months, and it was brutal. I didn't write anything uh, for about nine months after that because uh, it was so hard. I will say though, uh, it is um, it's it it. It was everything I intended it to be, and um, it was something where uh, there, you know, when you write a book, there's often you get to the end of it, and you realize you should have done this differently, or these there's a there's a continuity error somewhere in it. Uh, there are no continuity errors in that thing at all, uh, because I had all three books on my desk at the same time at different stages of proofreading. So, you know, you, you get to book three and you're writing and you're still over here proofreading books two and book one and you're, and you're able to plant things in book one and you're able to make sure this guy who was an only child in book one doesn't suddenly have a brother in book three. Uh, and, and so uh, it's, it's a heck of a way to do it. It was a third of a million words and I don't want to do that again all at once. <laughs> <laughs> but it is worth it and it is one of my best reviewed things to date and it's what's even better is 
volume two and three, at least on Amazon, as it goes on, the ratings go up. So volume three is like a 4.9 star. And, and that never happens because usually you lose people along the way. I mm. think we just picked up speed as we were going. That's so cool. Well, and you probably, people were realizing things that were planted in the earlier books. If they yeah. made it to book three, they've read one and two. Oh yeah. So and, that's when like, you know, no, the Empire I, Strikes Back, the I Am Your I Father, was, that's when that happens. I was so, I was so far out of time by that point. Uh, that I was writing the third book that I was just, I was lucky that it, 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 it you know, I, I use the expression stuck the landing, uh, it, it, which, which, uh, which takes on a new, a new significance for involving the book that I have coming out next. Um, but uh, the, 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 yeah, I, I remember we were so late that the joke was because Star Trek, Star Trek pray P R E Y. But I, the joke was pray that it's on time. Uh, <laughs> I was I was rushing because we didn't want to lose that monthly window during the anniversary, and I ended up um, the last half of the book I turned in daily, and mm. you're not supposed to write novels that way. I was turning in turning them in chapters at a time, and yet I got to the end and it was like wow, it, this is all everything's everything's falling into place. There's that moment in every book where if you've done it right. It's like the dominoes are falling, bang, 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 and it ended exactly the way I wanted it to, and uh, and I was delighted. I used the phrase "stuck the landing," and the reason I think that that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's amusing is I I got I I had to restrain myself. The novel I just wrote is a Star Trek novel coming out, still coming out, uh, July fourteenth, uh, called "Die Standing," and it's uh, it it involves. Uh, it, it involves from Discovery the uh, the Emperor uh, from the Mirror Universe, uh, uh, played by Michelle Yeoh, uh, Emperor Georgiou, uh, and she's recruited uh, as a member of Section Thirty One, the spy agency, and she ends up in a situation, and we have revealed this already, uh, where she uh, encounters uh, Emony Dax. Emony is one of the Dax uh, symbiote characters. Uh, Emily had been introduced before. Only all we knew about her was that she existed in McCoy's part of the timeline, uh, and that she was an Olympic gymnast. And so, basically, I dragged out every gymnast-related expression I ever had in this book. And so, and I, I just had to. When I got to the end of it, I had to do a global search on the book, making sure I didn't use "stuck the landing" more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. Okay, so I think we're gonna just do uh, one more fun question, and then let you go. You know, we told you half hour. It's been about a half hour. Um, so, of course, all the time people have the debates: Star Wars, Star Trek, stuff like yeah. that. People have the "Hey, who'd win in a fight: the Enterprise or a Star Destroyer?" arguments. Um, I think do you agree the Enterprise D would just wipe out an Enterprise quite easily? Uh, well, Enterprise D versus Enterprise, or no, versus... Enterprise D versus a Star Destroyer. I think oh, versus that's Star pretty... Destroyer. Oh wow, it'd be fun to write. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the again, the fact that you've got transporters gives you a weapon if yeah. you're willing to use it as such. Uh, that that you just don't get. Uh, mm -hmm. on, and and again, that's that's. Uh, that that requires the evil federation to use it that way. <laughs> so what I've seen a lot is, you know, when people get into it really deep about 
lay all the science down, lay the technology down. Yeah. Enterprise D far outclasses a Star Destroyer just with their different <laughs> weapons, stuff like that. So what I want to throw at you then yeah. is Enterprise D versus, and you can write this, you have, you know, 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise D versus Star Destroyer, Millennium Falcon, and a squad of X-Wings. Um, one of the interesting things that came up in the novel that I just did, uh, Enterprise War, uh, that just came out, it's, is that, uh, the Enterprise has no real good, uh, defense against anything in the way of, um, uh, anything that gets past the shields, uh, the, uh, the fighters, fighters. They actually bring in fighters into Discovery Season 2 in the finale uh, into Star Trek very briefly, and then they take them right back out. Uh, and and I got to allude to this in this novel, which is, is sort of the prequel to it, which is that, you know, once you get inside the perimeter, uh, the... Uh, the uh, and and are no longer being physically blocked from getting at the Enterprise. Well, it's the same issue as uh, the Death the you know, Death Star and Return of the Jedi, uh, and you're being able to actually get ships inside and 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 go after it. Then uh, there there are not a lot of weapons uh, at that point that are that are very good for close range. Uh, you know the. One of the one of the weird things that you get into as you're getting into doing Star Trek is realizing the ranges involved in the combats. If you're if you're wallowing in the guides to things like I have to the the field manuals and Mr. Scott's guide to the Enterprise, the ranges involved in these battles are so much bigger than you see in Star Wars. Uh, they're not cinematic at all. I mean, you're talking about hundreds of kilometers range with some of these weapons uh and uh you know i'm i'm here i am i'm trying to get these things in from close close action melees uh and and you realize oh wow uh you mean this was really supposed to take place over this big of a space so um yeah i i i i guess i would say once you threw the millennium falcon and other stuff in there and some x-wings uh, it's it's more than a horse like episode that eight with Poe, yeah. you know, where he's able to get down into that yeah, uh, for, for yeah, destroyer and just go to town on it. Yeah, it 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 gets dicier, but again, you know, there's there's really uh, there's there's being able to beam the. There's no wrong answer, by the way. Being able to beam, <laughs> the, being able to beam the enemy commander off of the bridge. I mean, <laughs> if they're willing to do it, uh, it's a heck of a thing. So uh, again, we'll, we'll, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a toss up. Very cool. So without, of course, uh, you might not be able to say the exact title or anything, but anything in the works for Star Wars? Just a yes or um, a no. I am not gone from Star Wars. I keep my. Uh, I always say the phrase. I say the. I say multiple things. I say the, always in motion. The future is. Uh, I also <laughs> say I keep my passport uh, stamped and current. Uh, awesome. You know, nothing that would be announced at all would 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 be announced by me. Uh, Obviously, it, and and so there's so there's that. Uh, but uh, you know, I uh, I. Uh, obviously love star wars and love the love the fans and uh you know i you know i i'm trying not to multitask uh when i'm doing the novels 
and that's that's just a different thing. I I I did go through that uh, on previous novels before, where I was doing comics at the same time. Uh, it's very hard because uh, the comics are demanding monthly boom 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 boom. You've got to even if you get it all written, the books are coming back to be proofread while you're you know while you're actually doing it and. Uh, I just have an easier time with the novels just going away six months at a time or however long it is and not focusing on anything else. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, there are, there, 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 there are, uh, there are stories left to tell and characters that I have not written yet and characters that I would like to write again. And uh, you know, it's uh, you know, we shall see what we shall see. Well, I think, you know, speaking for me, speaking for everyone on Black Squadron and all the fans out there, we really hope to see you again soon in the Star Wars universe because yeah. uh, we really enjoy what, what you bring to the table. Uh, and I, I, the book. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate it. And uh, as I've been saying these days, uh, may the force live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for stopping by. All right. Thanks, right. John. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right. Well, that was fantastic. So thank you, John, for coming on. Um, I love his books. Like New yeah. Dawn is such a fun read if you haven't checked it out. I was trying um, to read them in order, and then I was like, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have oh, another guest uh, coming on shortly. Um, it'll be Joseph from Far, Far Away News. Um, he'll be on uh shortly so what's uh what what, what's your guys favorite movie we talked about this with john star wars wise (laughs) uh my favorite the one i've watched the most no that's not what i said well that's because it's it's because it's my favorite Uh, well return of the sky of skywalker could be your favorite now i've only seen it twice not your fault. <laughs> you got uh, a lot more time with other movies. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, a New Hope is probably my favorite movie. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, we got, we got a, uh, I don't know. If, did you get the comment on here? Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, no, but, private comment. Um, okay. Um John, before he jumped off, he left us a note to please mention his website at www.farawaypress.com and on Twitter at JJM Faraway. So, make so sure more you- than mention, I am going to post it all about that. Where? <laughs> I'll do it on, on Uncanny if you want to do it on Black Squadron. Post it everywhere. Post it everywhere. All right, so Joseph is here. Joseph, our main man from Far, Far Away News. What's up, Joseph? Hey, how you doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? Nice helmet. Hey, doing good. Yeah. Doing good. <laughs> this is a good transition because we just mentioned uh, John Jackson Miller's website, which is Far Away Press. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Sorry, I'm trying to get everything on here. <coughs> Hang with us, folks that are hanging with us here. <laughs> so, uh, going around, then, Mari, do you have a favorite uh, 
what I just asked. So we're just going to figure we'll go around the, the loop here and we'll end it up at the bottom. Mari, uh, favorite Star Wars movie yeah. for May the 4th. Which one is it? It's New Hope, actually, because that's that's the one that I've seen the most. And I enjoyed putting that one on more than any of the other ones. It's a Excellent. perfect movie. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in the minority here, and I'm going to say Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I think you would probably be in the majority for the general population <laughs> oh, oh. of Star Wars fans. All right. Yeah. I just like how dark it is. I don't know. It's even darker than Return of the Jedi for me. It is and, dark. Uh, I I do. I really enjoy it. It's just I have such a connection to A New Hope that it probably just will stay my favorite forever. Just based yeah. off that. Um, I went to tell you guys when I got muted. Um, it's because I forgot these headphones have a mute button, <laughs> and the and the table the table hit it, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> but now I know. So, uh, Joseph, what's your favorite? Um, Star Wars movie for Star Wars Day. Oh man, uh, I might be in the minority for this. Actually, The Rise of Skywalker. Awesome pick. I mean, yeah. I like it a lot. I love <laughs> yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. Yeah. Uh, anything special stick out with it? Oh, um, I'd probably say uh, just the overall connection of being able to, to like. Uh, you know, overcome yourself and not like rely on like, you know, really like your lineage, you can actually become something greater than uh, mm. what anyone else says you are, or what blood says you are. Boom. 100%. Um, so I guess before we go any further, we should tell the folks, uh, well, you could tell the folks a little bit, Joseph, about Far, Far Away News. Yeah, so uh, um, so back in Act yeah, last year 2019 uh in february i was just like talking with my my brother he knows how much i love star wars i actually didn't i always liked star wars um my whole life but i didn't really like have a passion for it until just like when the sequels came out and i just like i was kind of like debating between lord of the rings and like star wars for like the past few years i was like which one do i like more i love lord of the rings i i i would do it i would like watch the movies like probably uh 20 times a year. <laughs> I have this edition. debate with myself uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter Jackson, he's amazing. He did a phenomenal job with that show. Uh, but I was, and I, I don't know. I just finally uh, talked with my brother and he was like, you know what? Uh, I work in IT. I can help you with uh, uh, building a website. Um, I ended up, he does like kind of the technical work. And I was like, I'm just going to start. I just teach, taught myself like how to do, and build website, build a website, and and it's been a uphill battle ever since. But I mean, it's been worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys just had a, a relaunch, a redesign, right? Yeah, that took me about like forty hours with a lot of technical difficulties, but I finally got most of it figured figured out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work on the technical side too, so I understand completely how that how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been it's definitely been worth it to be able to like uh especially um I've gained so many friends just uh in the Star Wars fandom. I I mean, yeah, I know people say there's like a negative side to it, but it's like there's all there's a negative side to anything. And yeah. I mean, you just have to look for the be the best of everything. I um I wanted to mention that 
I think we started this podcast roughly at the same time you started your website. Um, and oh, really? You reached out to us pretty early into this, and right. I totally forgot about it for like two months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and then I remembered it and went back to you, and we basically <laughs> partnered up from Jump Street. So um, we we recommend farfarawaynews.com for sure. Thank you. Um, so actually, I found something today. It's like a bunch of random Star Wars related questions for Star Wars Day. <laughs> um, so oh, me, we, okay. Let me pull this up. So while you're looking at that, just really quick talking about the, when you were mentioning like the negative. I think one of my proudest moments of a, as being a nerd fan of any nerddom, fandom, was at Star Wars Celebration. And BP, you were there with me, and True. there was, and I think you know the part I'm talking about, they're introducing the cast of Episode 9. And the loudest applause, the most sustained applause, all of it, was not for, for Abrams, it wasn't for Daisy Ridley, it wasn't for any of them. Who was it, BP? Kelly Marie Tran. It, it was. Because Aww. of the you know, very publicized, um, you know, stories of her getting um, Twitter abused mm -hmm. <laughs> and Instagram, you know, everything just attacked and assaulted for her role in episode eight, uh, you know, and her quitting Twitter because of it and just having this yeah. horrible time with the fandom to see the thousands of people there just bring up this Kelly, Kelly, Kelly chant, cheering. She started crying. Other people on stage is crying. I'm crying on BP's shoulder. We started Everyone's crying. crying. <laughs> it was, I'm going to cry awesome. now. It was a I remember uh, seeing that panel on, it was a rabbit at the time. It was a live stream. Mm -hmm. and somebody was recording it. I even, I even cheered. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> so I know. cool. I mean, so, I yeah, you're right. Starting to buy all of her, uh, figures and stuff like that at that time to support her mm -hmm. they were filming it buying it like they were buying like 20 30 figures at a time yeah for uh, some, some company sold a dozen roses uh, yeah. as a set which was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, i've worked in arenas now for 10 years and i can only remember three instances where the arena was louder in sports than it was for that moment with Kelly <laughs> Tran. um so that way it was incredible. Um, that was the best part of this fandom so far. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the, there are definitely some negative people out there. There's some, some negative stuff, but I, I definitely think our, our hell, our love is, is what makes us stronger than, than all that crap. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I like focusing on that positive. Yeah. That's what we Yeah. I think that video actually today, um, uh, you know, exemplified that perfectly. The um, celebration video they did, Lucasfilm released. I mean, that got me to that got me to tears. <laughs> yeah, it was really sad seeing. I mean, you saw somebody that was posting all the time on Twitter and Instagram to just fading away to God. Like, I've I've heard about that happening. I know a lot of not a lot of people did that, but I've never seen actually happening to where. Hundreds of posts a day to twenty to and saying goodbye. And that's pretty sad that that's the way the community is about it, you know, for no reason. 
mean, it's the same thing with, you know, the whole Jar Jar thing that, you know, just uncalled for. If you kind of focus your time of day, like, on that, you just stop being <laughs> another fandom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, just, I don't I don't understand why anybody spends their time. Yeah. Just to be, ne- I, just, I don't get it's, it. I, I I can't get, I can't understand it either. Like, <laughs> I live, your, it. live your life that way, but like, it's so weird. Really? Yeah. Exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I understand Netflix and the, you know. Okay, so let's so. get into the positive then. BP, what's your <laughs> Oh, I found this, this list of questions. There's uh, 16, but eight. Follows and stuff like But eight of them are terrible. So we'll just do eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what's your favorite trilogy? I mean, that, we'll skip that one. <laughs> um, Ewoks. <laughs> who do you guys think in all of Star Wars, we can even, if you want to do Extended Universe or Legends, feel free. Um, who is, in your opinion, the most underrated Star Wars character? <laughs> underrated. Um... <laughs> Jar Jar? <laughs> God. Jar Jar. It's such a cool <laughs> process of how they made Jar Jar. <laughs> um. Underrated. <laughs> Underrated. So we're talking about someone who made a big difference but didn't really get credit. Or near enough love on the internets. On the interwebs. Interwebs. Hmm. Uh. Let's say for. I still don't think Hera gets enough credit. Hera. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, I don't run into a ton of Twitter accounts that are just for her, like I do with a lot of characters. Um, right. Yeah, that's, and frankly, for that matter, Kanan. I'm gonna say the yeah. space slug. <laughs> in Empire. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think almost took down the Millennium Falcon like pretty damn easily too. <laughs> And not a lot of no one else can really do that. That's fair. They, they didn't even bother fighting it. They just left. Was there Minox inside of it? Yeah, <laughs> there were. I don't know how. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. <laughs> that will. Joseph, what about you? Oh me, Joseph. Oh Joseph, what do you, who, do you have? A underrated character in your opinion? Uh, we might have really? might have he's he was having some oh he's on mute <laughs> oh. um so yeah um i guess i'll go and i'll say snap wexley ooh very good. good pick very good very good big snap yeah he tweeted at us today happy may the 4th so yeah just a good dude <laughs> all right um saddest death in star wars oh jeez Oh man! For me, it was Han. Han. I don't know. I wasn't really bothered by that one, like emotionally, because he looked. I was like more angry. He wanted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, lo- he looked like he was just like, just do it. Some asshole spoiled it for me. So, <laughs> was it a Jeep Cherokee? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was so pissed. I mean, I got it probably. I mean, the weight behind the reality of Leia, that's, I mean, that hit a lot of people. 
Um, that, <laughs> that... And having and like posting and talking to her uh and all of that it's like god to, why to, would you do that you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> the term that was literally a slow death because she died three years before her on-screen death so yeah. that and like we never i personally kind of put off mourning like really mourning for her until, nice boy. until i saw that and then that one hit me hard in the theater I think that one didn't hit me as hard because I knew it was coming. Like I had an inkling that Han was gonna die, mm -hmm. but I knew they were gonna send Leia off appropriately, and so yeah. like it was still really emotional for me, mm -hmm. but not as much, I guess, as it could have been. I think what it was for when she disappeared, that wasn't what got me. Like I was, I was still feeling it, but when Chewbacca found out, yes, wailed. That's what got me. That's what sent me. Yeah. Away. I was just like, oh. On oh, top of like what you said too, BP. It's like we three months later were, I mean, it was done. You know, like over, or I mean, three years. Sorry, <laughs> three months. We were we were like finally coming to terms. Like, okay, she's gone, and then you see that again, and then you get the funeral. It's like, all right, yeah. Return of the Jedi. There's the two Ewoks. Okay, uh, and yeah. the one, the one's dead, and the other one like tries to push the push corpse. him over. Yeah, and it just like flops, and it, and the Ewoks are like, oh, and, like sits yeah. down. <laughs> God, like, stand a little up. Can you sit up a little bit? Oh man, Can that's just... uh... yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> to, to... I'll just stay like this. So you can yeah. yeah. On it. That's to easier. The kid, that one's slapped. That one was hard to watch. <laughs> that that's a good death. It was a good death. It's a warrior's Qui-Gon's Qui is pretty, pretty hardcore. Yeah, also, for too. saddest. Well, I guess that was. Yeah, yeah for Obi Wan when Obi Wan was holding him. Mm -hmm. Again, that and was Ewan McGregor's. That which, I, I, I think more with Ewan McGregor or with Obi Wan than any other character, they bring back this idea of imagery. So the way he's holding Qui Gon. You know, and we we talked, we saw this in that video uh, with Sam. It, it you know, that's the same way he was holding, uh, uh, what's her name in Clone Wars, and it was the same way he's holding Maul. Yes. So you know, they they keep doing this callbacks, and it's it's really gorgeous. Yeah. All right, let's see here. Uh, eh, let's go softball. Favorite lightsaber color. Just rapid fire, Slade. Green. No, I was waiting. I, I know. I know what Mari's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Amherst. <laughs> it's not purple. It's Amherst. Nerd. I'll go blue for me. Just boring old ass blue. I'm gonna go with red. <laughs> I just fucking love it. Um, I'm gonna like be it. the first light side user to use a red saber. Um, I have one yeah. of those. Hi, dog. Um, okay, so I think Mari's oh, got to jump here soon. Mine goes from blue oh. to red. Ooh. Dang, you've got me beat. Oh, he uses his emotion and his anger. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, really uh, let, me, let me go get my 80s. My 80s. <laughs> right, so last <laughs> thing, it pops out. With last, question, uh, <laughs> last question for the group for Mari. 
who would you choose if you could choose as a Padawan? Who would be your Jedi Master? Windu, because of his saber. <laughs> I want I want him to just call me, no. I want him to call me a motherfucker the yeah. entire time. That part can of you it. get my lightsaber, the one that says motherfucker mm. on it. I'm you French, know. but yeah. <laughs> it's not. He doesn't even use your real name. He just calls you that for. Yeah. <laughs> this is my Padawan motherfucker. <laughs> oh man. I'm tired of motherfucking so shit. many times. Motherfucking ships. This is definitely turning into a Sam Jackson. Alright, so Slade, I can already tell you it's gonna be Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um <laughs> and David, I'm gonna guess Yoda. Hmm. Dooku. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm gonna go Kit Fisto for myself. Oh, all right. Nice. All right. Yep. I, I might go Ayla, actually. I, I would stick away from her. She gets shot to hell. <laughs> yeah, but she has a good like 10 years. You guys can <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going unloaded on somewhere else for that. What did we say the last time? Like they were even panning off of the scene and she was <laughs> just, just watch her get <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they're, they're laser bolts, it's fine. Unlimited. <laughs> Oh man! All right, uh, Mari. Thanks. Wait, for, uh, are you sure she's dead? <laughs> <laughs> they, they come back in a week. <laughs> and, Shoot her one more time. <laughs> awesome! Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, yeah. All right, see you, Mari. Right, see you Mar later. See ya. Bum, bum. Whoa, whoa. Well, wait, wait. Uh, hey. See if I can fix that. There we oh, go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, that works. It's a lot of BP. Hope you guys enjoy this. <laughs> All right. That's, that's oh, what I'm here for. All right. There's yeah. some comments I haven't been catching up on. So let's just post one up here real quick. Uh, Qui Gon is such an underrated character. And I loved it exactly. Um, I've been preaching this to Slade now for well over a year and a half. And I think <laughs> he's, he's coming. He's coming along. <laughs> I loved him in that book. Uh, the book was so good. That oh. the, the quote of he, he turns to the light because of the light. <laughs> that's my quote now. He'd rather follow the living force. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're right with you. Yep. Travi. Is that what it says? Travi. Yep. Travi. Right, right there with you, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Kit Fisto would be a really good, yeah. really fun. He'd just smile at you. Jedi and... master. <laughs> Maybe I could learn to swim. Uh, we, had, <laughs> we had a star Wars RPG where Mar led us to our death in 10 feet of water. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I got to make fun of her really quick because she's not here. <laughs> One of the force powers that she said her character could do, you know, was was make these force bubbles, which lets people breathe underwater. So I was like, cool, I'm going to throw them a water obstacle. She can give them water bubbles over their heads so they can go swimming. And she's just like, ah, oh, fuck them, leave them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through the thing and leave them over there where everything's gonna collapse and kill them. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you might want to go back for them or something. <laughs> I, I'm literally the only non-force sensitive person in the game, and just pieces out. <laughs> My specialty was throwing my saber at people's heads, <laughs> and it hit the wrong part of the saber, hitting them. <laughs> We all we all died. It literally lasted a week. <laughs> oh man! Thanks for all the work, though, Slade. <laughs> Two yeah, weeks of work. Yeah, it was a great one session. Let me tell you. 
All right, so let's do. Um, you guys can choose. Let's say not Obi Wan and not Yoda. Uh, favorite character from the original trilogy, prequel, sequel. Hmm. Leia. I mean, she's in it for seven seconds. <laughs> it's a baby Leia. The the baby the infant. <laughs> yeah, she's in all three. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's see. Original trilogy. It's got to be Han, for me. Okay, so one from so one from each is what we're asking. Yeah. No Obi Wan. No, no Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Okay. I mean, really, Luke obviously Luke Leia Chewbacca Han are a given, right? So I guess let's say secondary characters. Who's your favorite secondary character? Is is Vader secondary? Well, no. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. But in terms of screen time, probably right. <laughs> for the Tarkin, for the middle trilogy, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, Tarkin for me. Tarkin's a good one. Yeah, well, off. I love that book. If you guys haven't read Tarkin, absolutely do that. It's so good. I I, I didn't expect him to be as physical <laughs> in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he has I, that. I, I just I considered him more of a cerebral character, but no, he he's a he's good at survival. I have a the one shot Tarkin somewhere behind me here, the comic, and there's a one point where he just takes his shirt off to beat the hell out of somebody. Uh, <laughs> he's ripped and covered in scars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tarkin, that's a good choice. That book is so good. I oh, God, I know I just said that, but it's so good. Um, no. so let's do. Prequels so prequels, be... I'll say Amidala. Damn it. You can say it too. All right, Padme. <laughs> I'll say Padme. Padme. You say Padme, I say Amidala. And I'll right. say uh, Sabe. Sabe. <laughs> OG trilogy. I'm trying to get someone that spans more than one movie. Uh, Maybe Lando? What do we have here? <laughs> yeah, hey. It's because he's a, such a smooth, smooth motherfucker. <laughs> Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> but you said uh, all three, didn't you? Uh, no, well, like Tarkin wasn't in all three. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. That's true. He was here. Okay. He was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think if Tarkin knew? That the emperor was putting all his eggs into a second Death Star. Do you think Tarkin would have been okay with that, or do you think he would have? Like you're doing this again, yeah, <laughs> you moron! It didn't work moron. last time. <laughs> and he would horribly, just go like, by the way. He go. That's all he would do is look at. He would look at the emperor and go, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's it's kind of bewildering that they did it in the first place for the first one, just because how many how much so like when you read the Thrawn trilogy, the new one, it's ridiculous how much resources have to go into building a Death Star. Of course, so what what that means they had to do though was they had to take that from every other program, from everything else in the military. They couldn't build ships, they couldn't build star destroyers, they couldn't build bases, they couldn't do all this stuff. Because they were had this one secret project, which is a Lego in the side of your house, uh, whatever was going on back over there. So they <laughs> they couldn't do it because of all that stuff. Um, and it's like, 
well, what? Yeah, you, you you can blow up a planet, but what's okay? I mean, it just it was just not a smart idea. It really was a terrible military <laughs> strategy. <laughs> I mean, shit, just have the giant gun, and you don't need the rest of the station. If they, if all you're looking right. to do is blow up a something, yeah, I mean, that's know? what they did in the Rise of Skywalker, that's... right? They put that cannon on a couple yeah. starters throws. So have a big would... have a big gun with a hyperdrive on it. You're good. Boom. Boom. That's your, that's your next tattoo. Um, Travi in the comments <laughs> said Dooku and then Jabba and Tarkin and then Snow. So do we lose that? I love Jabba. Uh, uh, huh. I'm a big Jabba fan. Snoke, I will. Uh, man, I just wish we got more. I love Jabba's. Do you guys hope we get more about Snoke later? I think we got everything we need to get once they told us that he was essentially just a clone or a creation of a, a piece of a clone. Like he wasn't a full Palpatine. He was just I like know, a. Nobody wonders why he had mullet, mullet yeah. and. <laughs> oh, uh, it was just the times, man. <laughs> everybody, everybody had mullets back then. I mean, Rat was big and Motley Crew, and <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about Jabba is he'll just randomly go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid thinking to myself, "What is he doing?" <laughs> I do that sometimes too. <laughs> but there's get, not nine people out inside of, of you working you. <laughs> Um, so let's, <laughs> let's talk about just real quick Star Wars. What, what, what does it mean to you? Why does it, why do you keep coming back to it for Star Wars day? Well, the really cool thing is it happens every year. That's fair. That's like someone asking you <laughs> when's your birthday. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why I keep coming back is that it's always here. No, um, evergreen. What does it mean? It's, I think, from a world building aspect, it's this perfect creation because being a long time ago, that simple setup makes it cooler than it's in the far future of our own reality. Putting it in a distant galaxy a long time ago allows you to mess with the history however you want. You can jump a thousand years in the future. It's still a long time ago. You can go a thousand years before that. It's still a long time ago. There's no, you have to be in one spot and how does it relate to this, this, and this. Um, everyone loves magic. So the force is great. Everyone loves sci-fi techie stuff. So that's awesome. It's just this wonderful mix of cool shit. Plus, then it brings in all these themes, you know, um, you know, it brought in, you know, when, when you're looking at the original trilogy, especially in New Hope, you know, it's 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 George Lucas touched on a lot of like, you know, Kurosawa themes and all this other shit. And it's he built such a beautiful movie and a universe with that. Um, um, it, um sorry to um, interrupt you. Yes, please. How can I help? <laughs> we got breaking news Ooh. oh wow dun, 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 dun. Nice. um peyton reed who directed ant-man and the wasp um and a number of other things just posted a picture on twitter uh from the mandalorian in a director's chair 
Uh. So looks like he might be directing an episode of Mandalorian season two. So that's kind of big news. Hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was a good movie. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Can break some news this morning too for us on the chat. Did Mari just tell us she's a cam girl? Yes, she has. She has an OnlyFans. If anyone is interested. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, wow. uh, all right. That's crazy. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I would support her if she did, though. We we don't know that she doesn't. To be fair, she's good people. That's true too. Okay, so succinctly then to bring it down uh, shorter, um, I love well thought out worlds when you're looking at lord of the rings star trek uh whatever star wars has that there's just so much in the universe that you can escape into so i love that um and that's that's what keeps me around yeah 100 uh it, for me it's the uh character and world designs uh it's just the, the little things like in the background like they'll take They'll take literally pieces of, of a model kit and turn it into some random Star Wars thing that you would, it looks right. It looks normal. And that they just made it out of nothing. Uh, I think that's a big part of it for me that keeps bringing me back. Uh, just the design of everything, character, story, the worlds, everything. Uh, I've said it before on this very podcast. It's just the, the thing that hooked me in Star Wars was when the stormtroopers burst through the wall. Um, first <laughs> uh, through the door on the Tainted Four. Um, as soon as Vader popped it through that smoke, I was just like, Pluch, I'm in. <laughs> so it's been an, an undying love fest for me. What about what about you, Dave? What keeps bringing you back to Star Wars? Uh, just being able to be lost for two, two and a half hours. Or, or 15 when you're binging. 15, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to not, uh, I guess not be in reality for a while, you know, and being a part of the story or, uh, I guess just with the characters, like yeah. some of the characters, you just feel like some, some part of the characters are a part of your life somehow, you know? Yes. Yeah. I know you, it's crazy to say, but some I mean, no, not, not at all. You, you absolutely you, get an emotional attachment to these people right. so not probably not the right term but these characters so it's 100 it's a part of our it's a literal part of our lives every basically right. every day we're talking about or watching something about star wars for for this group planning so, tattoos you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um that reminds me i mean uh, i use the, some of the force i even use for outside so like <laughs> you know like calm calm yourself down and being one you know like yeah. just a meditation i guess yeah i mean slade slade's a yoga master so he understands what you're saying but um for the force i've tried to teach my three-year-old how to use the force like with her hand and uh the other day she was mad at something i don't know what it was and i looked over at her and she looked at me just straight face and just goes <laughs> did you did you give it to her did you like get pushed back just to oh, show yeah. her how it worked oh yeah 100 i want Good. i want that to be a thing so <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we've been doing this for like for over an hour, almost an hour and a half. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Did we lose? Talk about Star Wars. Yeah, he was having some uh, technical problems on his end before he came on. Uh, he told me, and then it looks like he got he dropped all together. So, uh, Ooh, I know what we could talk about. Yeah. Hey, 
There was a uh, director announced for the next Star Wars movie today. That's true. Hold, hold, hold on. That's, one that's what Cam had said, right? Hold on one second. Breaking ready? news. <laughs> <laughs> so just announced today, uh, Taika Waititi was announced as the director for the next Star Wars full screen live action movie. Uh, not to Disney Plus, but to theaters and such. Um, and I'm flipping shocked that there's some mixed reactions to this on the internet. I don't get it. Uh, just 10 seconds. Let me just, what the hell is wrong? Like he is an, he's amazing. He, I love this guy. Um, Thor Ragnarok. I get it. If it's not your favorite too much, too funny. No, fuck you. It's, it's, it's a great movie. It is my favorite (laughs) EU movie. I love that movie. I love Taika Waititi. Uh, he had the best episode probably of, of the, of the Mandalorian with the finale. Uh, Hey baby, do the magic hand thing. (laughs) Funniest thing in the whole freaking show. And it wasn't out of place. It was just a part of the show, and it was awesome. I'm so beyond excited to have him in there. I'm so excited that when we were thinking about questions <laughs> during our Star Wars May the 4th Be With All of Us uh, live stream, one of the questions I was going to ask is, hey, pick a director to pick, or what, what director would you choose and for what movie? Would, would be your next Star Wars movie or trilogy or whatever. And Taika Waititi would have been my dream director pick for the next Star Wars movie. So he was announced. I'm excited. I love you, dude. Um, let's, you know, let, uh, oh, oh, you focus on me now, <laughs> right when I'm done talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's off ghost. <laughs> it's off ghost. Yeah. So I love, I love that dude. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm, all in, yeah. balls in. Let's just go. He's awesome. Let's do it. That's me. You guys can talk. Balls in. <laughs> uh, no, uh, if it wasn't so labor intensive, we have. I could have pulled the audio. We have talked about wanting Taika as a director and a movie in Star Wars uh, countless times on our show. Um, so when this came out this morning, then this was actually from Star Wars. So we know it's real because it's on StarWars.com. I was jazzed. And I was even more jazzed because I knew how jazzed you were going to be. And it just made me happy that one of my friends was going to be very happy about the same thing that I was going to be happy about. So it was just one thing. (laughs) It was like a diet. I really like to know what the hate is on it. Why? So the the idea is he goes too much into the comedy aspect and away from the seriousness of stuff. Okay, the biggest argument of the first two Thor movies was they were too serious and too not and blah, 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 blah. So then they bring in a freaking comedic genius who also hits the notes of of the drama, of the action, of all of it. And yeah, if you didn't like Thor Ragnarok, you're fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That simple. You know, a lot of people can say you can have a difference of opinion with this or with that. Oh, maybe you liked this movie. Maybe you didn't like this movie. Maybe you liked The Last Jedi. 
I really didn't like The Last Jedi. We can all have opinions. No, with Thor Ragnarok, you're fucking wrong. That movie was perfect. <laughs> just, and, just move on from Marvel, Star Wars, everything, right? If yeah, yeah, like yeah. So yeah. that's that's the normal thing with him is people say uh, he goes too much into funny, and you have to have that though. Yeah. I mean, that's in every Star Wars movie. They make it a point to to have that the beats of making you laugh, so then you can cry, so then you can see the seriousness. You can't just be a deadpan drama the whole way. That's not a real universe. That's not how it works. And it's not like belly laugh laughing either. It's like sarcastically like sparking. Piss off, ghost. That's laughing. a that's yeah. a good that's a good segue. Let's. Uh, what was your favorite funny moment from Star Wars? Uh, for example, my one of my favorites, and apparently I'm in the minority here, is when Poe is in his X-wing by himself in front of the entire like the first order fleet and he's holding for general hugs <laughs> kills me <laughs> i was just thinking like well sure hell isn't when poe is out in front holding for general hugs <laughs> uh i just love poe that character is so much fun slate go ahead because uh, i gotta think about it i think my hmm was it, was it Yoda from Empire Strikes Back when he first meets Luke? Yoda's funny. When he see, sings the Seagulls song, it's even funnier. <laughs> uh, I think they moved that to Legends. Oh, is it? <laughs> Damn it. I mean, and that's the thing, though. There's and, and something that David just mentioned, too, about like the way Taika Waititi does stuff. It's not these segues into a whole slapstick humor thing that goes on for 10 minutes it's as the scene is going on there's one comedic thing thrown out there so you can move on and it just sets the stage for everything that's the way a lot of star wars humor is like with um in episode two where you know anakin says he came to rescue him and obi-wan says oh good job you know stuff like that it's funny but there's nothing that's going to make me fall out of my chair laughing which yeah. that reminds me yoda doing acrobatics fighting count dooku was the funniest damn thing i've seen in star wars ever <laughs> when he picks when he, when he picks up his gimmer uh, walker stick and he starts yeah. walking the, decrepitly again yeah that's funny <laughs> that was funny i mean see David, I mean, what about you man i just can i go mandalorian sure I think it's Star Wars. With the speed bike. <laughs> oh. The speeder bike guys. Punching speeder the baby. <laughs> yes. That was very well Ooh. thought. I mean, how many times have we always thought, what do they really think about when they're out there not doing anything? They're <laughs> standing there or like guarding something. And they mm. did that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that bit where they were trying to shoot the can and missing horribly. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, times. I mean, and punching the baby. I understand people were pissed, and how can you punch it, Bill? Come on, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I think I think I said this one on the pod when we had this episode. So I'm watching this with my son, who's uh, he was 11 at the time, and I'm laughing hysterically. And he is just like, stop, it's not funny. And I'm like, 
are you kidding me? This is the funniest thing I've seen in months. <laughs> He's like, but they're punching him. And I'm like, I know. And he has the giant eyes. Going fist right in the eyeball. <laughs> I don't know. It was something about it. Um, I pictured every time he raised his hand to try to use the force or something, he would they would punch him. So he had to start <laughs> I mean, the Mandalorian in itself has got a lot of comedic moments. I mean, the IG Eleven always wanting to uh, self destruct, <laughs> always wanting to self destruct. Like at, at the moment anything didn't go his way, it could be trivial. He's like, "Bop, self destruct." That's funny. <laughs> and then Grief Karga had a lot of funny bits. Yep. I mean, the, the, the magic hand thing—that's all time funny for Star Wars. Can we put the Naboo scene with uh, Padme and Anakin as the funniest? <laughs> <laughs> the rolling Are, around in the grass? Well, yeah. Can we put their <laughs> acting as one of the funniest? What is the, what's that song? <laughs> it's probably from Monty Python. Put put the Monty Python song in the background of that rolling in the field scene. <laughs> it actually be really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Definitive answer for me is uh, Baby Do the Magic Hand thing. That's my favorite funny moment in star wars that really is funny that's so good that's pretty funny so good all right what else you guys want to talk about you guys want to keep going you want to hang up Let's keep going i mean i'm done keep I'm, going. All right. are you guys okay i got nothing else to do i mean the sun's going to go down and it's going to be dark where i'm sitting because i didn't prepare <laughs> light <laughs> um so that's uh, so we got a comment in uh, oh, our, our comments. Oh, let me pull it up. So R two D two and C three PO bickering like old married couple throughout this whole Skywalker saga, and also in Clone Wars and Rebels. That's, and we don't we really don't know what R two was saying. He could have had like the foulest yeah. mouth ever too. Um, that actually. <laughs> Did you ever see me. the dub? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this actually reminds me of. It's not in a Star Wars movie or a show. It's in a comics in the Poe Dameron comic. Um, I want to say it's in volume four somewhere where they're talking to BB-8. Um, and he gives the thumbs up thing with the, the lighter. And the two, I think it's Jess, Pava, and uh, another fighter. I can't remember the name. They start walking away and they're like, are we sure that means what we think it means? <laughs> and now every time I see him do that in Force Awakens, I'm like, he's totally flipping pet Finn off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, R2 is another good one uh, from Jump yeah, Street uh, or like that. What was it? The uh, the droid from uh, Rebels and um, Chopper. Chopper, yeah. That was that's pretty good. See, I, that's the kind of humor I like in Star Wars. Is the yeah, a lot of the droids throughout one liners throughout What's the that? whole thing. The droids are hilarious. Um, <laughs> I mean, even you got Do, you got BB-8, R2 and 3PO. R2 and 3PO. I mean, they started the humor thing. They were the funny in Episode Four. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there was a couple bar parts with like, <laughs> okay, Han and Chewie when they when they're running down, and oh, they're stormtroopers. Then they run back the other way. Classic old <laughs> bit, but you know, it's 1978 yeah. or whatever. They get get away with it then. Yeah, but it's funny. But just think, just remember them on Tatooine. You know, R2 and 3PO. And and just like just like the comment said, it's a uh, really good humor there. It's good stuff. Um. So um, yes, yes. 
we're live guys so <laughs> yeah whatever sorry um, <laughs> um i'm trying to think of there was some moments with chopper that were really funny and i just can't it that was dave filoni right it was him voicing it mm -hmm. and he was the voice of the this latest droid in this and the clone wars can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, speaking of Clone Wars, let's just jump all over the place here while we're here. Yeah. Um, they kind of just glossed over it pretty quickly, but the droid that was the most helpful to Ahsoka got shot in the head. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Or it was seven. Yep. Yeah. I mentioned it at the top of the show, but that scene where she puts her sabers in the floor and uses the force to cut that circle, that was so cool. I don't know about you guys, but these these this last four episodes after each one, I was so moved isn't the right word, but I stared at the credits for like a good five minutes mm. <laughs> after each episode, mm -hmm. just like an awe, I think might be a better term. Uh, but yeah, this last this last arc was so good. I really want this to have the option to just watch these consecutively without the interruption. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. And like Slay said, the time length. I mean, yeah, it is kind of a movie. Yeah. Time length, you know. So good. Uh, Did you guys ever play yeah. the Knights of the Old Republic games? I played the first one. They have fun Never droids did. in there, too. <laughs> Star Wars and droids, man. They're hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, but... Go ahead. Oh no! I was just going to go back to the animation on on the last. I mean, this last season was. Yeah. Was, I'm award winning for me. Something. It really was that that I I said I think I said it before, but I've never seen Vader look as good in animation. Like it looked so good. And I am. I would like to know what the time frame is for when Vader found the lightsaber, and everything. I'd like to know when. So that is she ever seen in, the future? You know, after after Order sixty six, after that period, she never has both lightsabers. After that, right? She can't because she drops the one. She gets right the there. Set. She gets a new set. Yeah, it's a new set. Hmm. The owl thing was what makes me believe it's in the middle of Rebels. So the middle of Rebels would be. Empire Strikes Back, right? I mean, based off the troopers we saw, that would make sense. We saw the snow troopers and the. But, but yeah, but like... that's the thing with with the snow troopers. You know, they could have been around in a New Hope time. We just didn't go to a snow planet. It's true. True. They might have had scout troopers in you know camo. We just didn't go to that type of planet. We went to a desert planet and a Death Star. So they could have been around. Did they say the planet that they they crafted? It was a moon. I don't. And was it a moon? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was it, it was it was a totally different moon. It was Bendor. <laughs> <laughs> Bendor. <laughs> well, there's a ton of moons around that planet, so could there really moon. is. Star Wars has a lot of moons and a lot of droids. <laughs> The only reason why I say is because it was dry, then all of a sudden it was a snow, right? Because when I, they landed, it wasn't. No, snow. yeah, yeah, they landed. It was summer. Dry. Well, I mean, yeah, they had seasons. 
Yeah. Okay. But then again, we don't know that planet or that moon. The, their seasons could be every other day. Or it's a nuclear wasteland. Or it's a nuclear wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> and a lightsaber survived it. Now, Good job, lights. They're strong. Lightsabers are strong. It's true. <laughs> don't let the hearts of the strongest stars. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel, do you guys... Me, I think that was it for the for this. I think they went balls out on this, and that would be it. No more, no season eight. I know a lot of people are calling no. for, but they went out perfectly. I think. Well, they I, that's why I, I keep hearing people talk about how they want more Clone Wars. That's literally the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, right. they they can't they can't do anymore. If it's the Clone Wars, well, now the Clone Wars are done. Order sixty six happens. There is no more Jedi. Or there are no more Jedi. There is no more Trade Federation. You can't have if there's no Trade Federation and no no Republic. There's no Clone Wars happening. <laughs> you know, Anakin wiped out well both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I know everybody wants the in between and the you know. Well, um, I mean, there was that rumor that there's going to there's going to be another animation animation animated show, uh, a Rebels sequel, which. Honestly, I don't even care what this story is. I just want more of something. <laughs> right. Mm. Star Wars gluttonous over here. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think that's probably good for, for tonight. <laughs> um, just so if case anybody's watching this who doesn't or hasn't listened to our podcast yet, please, uh, I put some links in our section here down below. Check that out. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We do giveaways all the time. We're very active. Um, if you guys are looking for other Star Wars things to do, we have a lot of Star Wars Star Wars fans. <laughs> we can always recommend uh, podcasts. We can recommend movies. Uh, I think Slade, that was a great question for uh, for John, who would win the battle between Enterprise and the basically the Star Wars fleet you named. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Black Squadron podcast is a Star Wars podcast, but we are very well versed in a lot of fandoms. Uh, you should see our, I think we have seven group chats right now for each different fandom. <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, but if you have questions, you want to talk nerd stuff, let us know. We're here to do that. But uh, thanks for everybody coming on. Uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, stuck around with us. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Thank you for uh, to John Jackson Miller for coming on. I mean, that was kind of um, a late pull that Slade was able to put together for us. So thank you, yeah, Slade. Thanks, Slade. Um, Joseph, sorry that you weren't able to stay on long enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely check out Far, Far Away News. I guess what I was getting at there was we we kind of linked up early on in this whole thing. Um, they made us an affiliate affiliate very early. Um, so they believed in us from Jump Street too. So uh, their website just got redesigned. They got a lot of good stories. They have a, they have a pretty cool staff. Um, so check them out too. Um, far, far away news on Twitter and then Facebook. Not Facebook, maybe Facebook. I don't know. I don't really uh, use it. And uh, farfarawaynews.com. But uh, definitely check us out. And fellas, thank you. Uh, thanks for well, coming. Well, and while you're doing that, mm -hmm. uh, we mentioned it earlier. Um, and as you said, a special thanks to our guest, John Jackson Miller came in. But do check out his website also, which is farawaypress.com, and you can find him on uh, Twitter, which is posted right there. Yeah. You can see it. Now it's going down. <laughs> JJM Faraway. Um, and guys, I wanted to do a special thank you to everyone who did join us for the live chat and was chatting in the comments. We tried to read those, interact with you guys as much as we could. So thank you so much for your input 
and joining in on the conversation of being a nerd. <laughs> you nerds. All right, guys. Well, happy um, Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. And uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, we might come back again and do this tomorrow for a special day. And then again on the Revenge of the Sixth. Who knows? But uh, yeah. Hey, I, say, 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 may the fourth be with you again. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> See ya.